0: listening to Get Talking, a podcast aimed at educating and opening up discussion about mental health issues. Here are your hosts, Jason Welch and Christine Howell-States. If you've got a problem it makes you scream and shout, maybe there's another way to work it out. Take a breath in and let it out. Get Talking.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Series 3 of Get Talking podcast where we've been talking all things sleep. And so in this episode, we're, we're going to discuss actually the topic of our thinking.
0: Yep, the topic of thinking about our sleep. Actually, I'm feeling quite sleepy, Jason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 approaching four o'clock here, uh, in France. And that's my, my chronotype. If you remember from previous episodes, I have a lull at about four o'clock. So anyway, I'm going to be alert and, and on the ball. So we talked, didn't we, in earlier podcasts about the cognitive aspects of insomnia. And I remember you asked me to define, uh, cognitive. You buzzed me on that. And. Basically, we're we're talking about thinking, cognitions are are, our thoughts. And I'm sure that everyone will agree that our thinking can very much get in the way of sleep and contribute to uh, the problem of insomnia.
1: Yep. Uh, I could uh, list a few examples within the last week, in fact.
0: (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay. Well, um, this episode, we're going to look more deeply at at this problem. So maybe... um, we can help you with that. I hear, you know, people actually describing this quite differently. So uh, I don't know which category you'd come into, but some people will say that they're worrying and, you know, they can't get to sleep or they wake up and they can't get back to sleep because of worry. And other people will say that they have an overactive mind. You know, they simply can't switch off.
1: So do you think they're different then?
0: Um, Well, I would see this as, two ways of describing the same thing, actually. Okay. Because I'd say, uh, for me, worry is thinking, isn't it? It's it's thinking, but about a problem. So, those people who talk about not being able to switch off, and they're not describing this as worry, are probably doing the same thing, i.e. they're problem solving, but they see that as normal. It's a normal part of life. So, they don't describe it in those negative terms because worry has a bit of a sort of negative connotation to it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, of course, they don't want to be doing this problem solving when they should be asleep, but they probably attribute this to having an overactive mind. So that's what we hear. Okay. Some of that overactive mind phenomena can be dealt with by the things that we've discussed previously, you know, relating to good sleep hygiene, winding down, sleeping at the right times. Not being overstimulated before bedtime with caffeine or, or alcohol yeah, or yeah. <laughs> scary movies, um, and and looking at you know sleep drive and the circadian rhythms, exercise, nutrition, lighting, all those things. Okay. But here uh, today, I think what we should really look at is thinking that gets in the way of sleep. Now we must emphasize that just as sleep is a normal phenomenon, and we've been stressing that. Uh, it can't be forced in some kind of magical way it will simply happen when all is well so is thinking it's a normal phenomenon and yep, yeah therefore it's not one that we can suppress yeah. I and mean, this sounds pretty obvious but you know it's it's very key this is it, it's quite key to what what i want to say that thought suppression doesn't work
1: yes indeed they do
0: and yet people try it I mean, Jason, if I ask you not to think about that half marathon that you're training for, <laughs> what are you thinking about now?
1: Uh, I'm actually thinking about the ch- marathon that I'm <laughs> training for, not the half, but yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're, exactly what you're saying. I do exactly know what you're saying.
0: I know. There's an old cliched task in therapy um, that we can try out now, actually. I'm going to ask the listeners to not think about pink elephants. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Just> laughing already. <laughs>
0: And I can bet that everyone is now thinking about pink elephants. And if you're not, I'd love to hear from you. <laughs> Do email us.
1: Well, uh, well, hang on. I'm sure we're going to get some interesting responses there. So, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> Let's wait and see. Eh?
0: <laughs> this is a thing. Telling yourself to stop thinking about a particular issue will not work because you have to have the thought in mind during the process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd like to take this a little deeper and and talk about something called metacognitions. Up oh, before you buzz me, just
1: <laughs> oh, damn. Damn, I, was, I was there.
0: Oh, I know. Finger on the buzzer. Um, just let me explain. <laughs> metacognitions are basically thinking about thinking. So let's have some geeky facts. Geeky facts. In our brain, we have an executive control center that drives our attention at any one time. And this functions somewhat automatically, but it's based on prior knowledge, learning, and experience. Now, this is often what people need to challenge to identify, for example, why they wake at two o'clock in the morning thinking about their child's choice of university or problems with a work colleague or their bank balance or how they can juggle their cash flow. I'm
1: pretty sure many list is not will be able to relate to that
0: yeah there's some belief at the metacognitive level that's telling them that they need to think about this right now
1: okay i guess the question is what kind of things would they be
0: the kind of beliefs that are sort of provoking this idea you've got to think about it right now yeah 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 these are these meta beliefs so off the top of my head i mean typical ones are things like if i don't think about it then I'm, I'm being irresponsible. I'm not a responsible person. If I stop thinking about it, then I don't care. Okay. So it's a guilty thing. Um, maybe if I don't work this out, then something might take me by surprise. You know, people think something might creep up on them or I must cross every bridge before I get there. That's a typical one. I've got to be prepared for every eventuality. These are just a few, you know, there are many, but I think you get the picture.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's quite clear, yeah.
0: Okay. And these types of beliefs might be what are behind that drive to put our attention on something when we should be asleep. Okay. And then in addition to this, there's the worrying about worrying. This is another type of metacognition. (sighs) Um, So, along the lines of, you know, I can't control this. I'm going to, the worrying that is, I'm going to worry nonstop. um, I'm going to make myself ill. I'm going to have a heart attack and die. Okay, this is clearly catastrophizing, but once again, I think, I think you get the picture.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, people can hold really unhelpful beliefs about their own ability to take control of worry. And, you know, this can lead to extra shots of adrenaline and, and cortisol. You remember from those podcasts on anxiety management, it's, it's the fight-flight response. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I And mean, now we're fighting ourselves. And, you know, we're trying to run away from our own behavior, which is definitely not helpful.
1: Yeah, I was waiting, uh, to be honest with you, I was waiting for you to kind of mention fight or flight because I thought that's where you're going to go with it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, Christine, this is all very theoretical, but, you know, the obvious question there, what, what can we do?
0: Yeah, let's um, let's move away from the, the geeky facts now and, and, and have some practical tips. Um, well... One way of approaching sort of worrying in, in the middle of the night is is to have um, a notepad next to the bed. Often, if your metacognitions, these unhelpful thoughts that are driving you to continue to worry are things like, I might forget, I'm being irresponsible, then if you were to write those things that you need to do down, even if it's just simply um i must think about so and so in the morning <laughs> even if there's not a plan then it gives you a sense of control over the situation yeah so i would say it's a good strategy have a notepad next to the bed now the second thing is to really ask yourself if you if you can identify what those metacognitions are then that's incredibly helpful so instead of just trying to you know, challenge our our unhelpful thoughts. For example, you might be worrying about a bank overdraft or something, and you might convince yourself that, well, I don't need to worry about that because often people have bank overdrafts. That's a sort of typical challenge, and the world's not going to fall apart if I have to have a bank overdraft. Yeah, yeah. But a meta thought that might need to be challenged, a metacognition would be something like, why am I thinking about my bank overdraft? at two o'clock in the morning, then it's about answering that dilemma. And if there isn't a good answer, you take a simple problem-solving approach. So you, you turn your dilemma into a question. You know, what am I worrying about? I'm worrying about my need for a bank overdraft. And then you ask yourself, is there anything I can do about this? And if the answer is yes, what can I do about it? Well, if the answer is, for example, I can call my bank manager in the morning, fine. Is there anything I can do about it now? No, it's two o'clock in the morning. I don't think you'd appreciate that. Right. So write down a note on a piece of paper next to the bed. And then you've put it to one side. You've made a plan and you've put it to one side. Now, the next stage is is this this process that I was alluding to earlier, which is avoiding thought su- suppression. You know, when I asked you to not think about pink elephants. How do you stop thinking about something that's on your mind? Well, instead of trying to suppress the thought, the best way, honestly, is distraction.
1: So, Christine, just before you uh, kind of move on to distraction, I just want to come in with an example, actually, of what you just said there. Okay. So you're talking about your bank account and stuff like that, actually. I I can remember a a few years ago when I was traveling overseas, and and I think it's quite pertinent to what you were kind of saying there, Um, traveling overseas away from my family and I woke worrying that I hadn't tested the smoke alarms in the house and that my wife and children were in immediate danger oh no and and I'm lying in a bed miles and miles away I can't obviously I'm not going to ring my wife in the middle of the night I can't do anything about it but I was like wide awake I just couldn't get that thought out of my head so yeah I, I, I can definitely kind of make that real that definitely made that real for me so what did you do? To be honest, I did write it down because I'd heard about this technique of trying to write stuff down. I did try and write it down, but at the time, I didn't. I, I ended up not getting much sleep because I just couldn't sleep. So then I'd kind of just get up and turn the telly on or whatever. And this was unfortunately for me, this was before I know what I know now and so on and so forth. But yeah, I just it, it's it's very real. It can be very very real. Real and and some of the things you said about like can I deal with it now? I couldn't. I couldn't process that at the time.
0: No. It's not easy. That's a really good example. Do you know you've actually hit on something else there, and that is, it's that um, it's very similar. It's not OCD, okay? It's not obsessive compulsive disorder, but it's a little bit like that, isn't it? It's that obsessional worry that's you know the person who wants to check the light switches. um, You wanted to know that the smoke alarm wasn't going to go off, and I suspect that what was really going on, um, by the way, this isn't supposed to be a uh, podcast therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just think it's a really good example that people might be able to relate to, but probably what was really going on is that you were stressed.
1: Yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, generally, maybe about work or other things in your life. And when people feel overwhelmed like that, then especially people who – tend towards kind of perfectionism, and and we've covered that in in previous podcasts, will hook on to another problem that maybe superficially might seem more manageable. Like, okay, I'm going to start worrying about the safety of my family. Um, But in fact, that becomes then a problem in itself because what can you do at, You know, in the early hours of the morning when you're at the other end of the world? And I don't think your wife would have been very happy if you'd have phoned her and asked her to go and check the battery and the smoke alarm. So that was a good example. And you probably did the right thing getting up, watching a little bit of television, but it seems like you had difficulty trying to suppress the thought maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah. There was no no, no suppression. There's no distraction. So, yeah, that's a yeah. Okay, good segue back into to, to hear what we need to do.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, distraction. Distract yourself. And the idea is that, as I've said, thought suppression doesn't work. So, you don't try and suppress the thought. You don't try and stop thinking about pink elephants. You allow the thought to be there in the back of your mind and you start doing something else, something innocuous. So, you might listen to a podcast or you might read a book or you might want to do a relaxation technique. But the idea is if you put your mind onto something else, we're not very good at concentrating on, you know, several things at the same time. So eventually that nagging thought, that unhelpful one will just kind of disappear off into the ether. Mm. And um, I I liken it to the bully in the school playground. Um, You know, children that are being bullied we tell them don't we just just ignore them because what do bullies like bullies like attention
1: yeah and if they get
0: attention yeah they'll do more of it if you ignore them they'll get bored and go away and you can think about your worrying thoughts like this too if you give them attention they're not going to go away
1: yeah no i I, again and and again I, i can kind of say this now um so now I kind of understand how to deal with that kind of situation. So you, and not the bullying. Uh, <laughs> I guess, guess waking up if I've got a, 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 a busy mind. But, yeah, as you say, I, uh, I find it quite funny. But the relaxation okay. technique, I was thinking and I'll follow my breathing. But another one, which when I was younger, I always thought was very odd and didn't necessarily understand it. Um, but kind of what you just described there, you think about something else. So right. my parents used to tell me if I couldn't sleep, to count sheep yeah and i always <laughs> just think why well, would i count sheep and I'd, I'd get to about five and then now i'd be asleep but it, it's, it's as you say it's a great distraction technique
0: it is and you know there, there are others so it depends where you are i mean we can apply this to other situations not just you know for for this sleep podcast but uh, you know, I suggest to people if they're feeling sort of panicky, say they're on the metro, or, you know, or they're taking a bus or, or they're uncomfortable in a social situation to distract themselves with something, like I said, innocuous. So, you know, maybe, I don't know, start observing people's footwear or something and thinking about yeah. that, you know, or yeah. th- there are other things that you can rehearse for yourself, like, I don't know, learning the the, the words to a song that you like or a piece of poetry Yep. There's there's all sorts of distraction techniques that, that we can use. Maybe we should do a podcast on that sometime in the future. Focus, focus it and deep dive into distraction. Um, but for now, I'm, I'm sure that the, the listeners will, will get the gist of what, what we're saying. The main idea here is, and what I really want to stress, is that when you are lying awake in bed, unable to sleep, because you are worrying about something, basically what you're doing is you're trying to problem-solve. So be logical about it and systematic about it. Decide what the problem is, make a plan, write it down or make a note of it somehow. And then think about something relaxing, pleasant, do a relaxation technique, distract yourself and sleep will come.
1: So another quick question, Christine. So we've talked about that kind of thinking and the worry uh another another pertinent point and and i don't know whether it's relevant or not you you can you'll answer that question for me i know in a second but sometimes i still do suffer and i'm pretty sure a lot of our listeners will be the same so you might have mentioned it before but if we have to get up early uh, and in my case i often have to get up early for a flight and then i'll constantly wake up worrying or thinking about whether i'm actually going to miss my alarm
0: oh that clock watching thing yeah yeah
1: is that going to be the same as this or is there a different phenomenon behind that
0: It is similar, isn't it? You're worrying. And again, it requires a problem solving approach. I mean, if you seriously have no faith in your alarm clock, I suppose that you could set your alarm on a clock, set it on your watch and on your phone. (laughs) You know, you could have more than one, uh, you could have a backup plan. I mean, I suppose that will be a sensible thing. If you've had an experience of the alarm on on your watch, not going off, then set it on your phone as well or, or, or something. Or if you're in a hotel, get a wake up call, but also set you know, set your own alarm. It's just about being sensible and having a backup plan. At the end of the day, if you miss the flight, no one's died, have they?
1: No, 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 exactly. 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 Um, it's funny for me, right? Because I've actually not had an experience where my alarm hasn't gone off unless I actually didn't set it, which is a different discussion. But but yeah, see, um, I still get the phenomenon where I will I, wake up in the night and then I'll look at my watch and see my alarm is set, but it's like two o'clock in the morning and then go back to sleep. But yeah.
0: Yeah. And and, and probably what you're doing there is you're worrying about not getting enough sleep as much as you're worrying about the actual getting up on, on time. And that's something that we did talk about previously in the earlier podcasts in this series. You know this um worrying about about the quantity of sleep, and I think the message there is one of those do you know what an occasional sleepless night is fine? you know you you we're we're advocating here that sleep's important and we need to address it and we need to ensure that we get good quality sleep and so on, but it will happen that we we have an occasional poor night's sleep and often that is it's that we described it didn't we as um transient insomnia it's because yeah. there's a, a big event coming on so you know hey give yourself a break it's normal that's yeah. what i would say it's normal and sleep on the plane
1: yeah so yeah <laughs> I, I think it's probably about time that we uh ended uh my therapy session for this week uh
0: yes i do apologize it wasn't meant to be a therapy session jason um I think you're teasing me, aren't you? Um, (laughs) I hope so. Okay. I think that is a good point to stop. It's quite a complex subject, metacognitions, because it involves us stepping back and thinking about our own thought processes. Um, We might want to come back to that at some point, you know, in in another podcast in in, in the future. But I think that's enough for, for today. Enough mental gymnastics, as I like to call it, um, so why don't we wrap up here? I mean, before we do, just let me say uh, the next podcast that um, uh, will be coming out next week is going to be the final one in this in this series, and we'll look at other sleep disorders and look at, at uh, other than insomnia, which is what we've uh, been focusing on up to now. So until then, I will say goodbye, and I'm going to leave you to do top tip. Three. Top
1: tips. Thank you, Christine. So I think it's fairly obvious. My top tip for this week will be if you do wake up in the night and you're thinking and you're worrying, ask yourself, can I deal with this right now? And if the answer is yes, well, fine, you can get on and deal with it. If the answer is no, which is often the case, write it down, get a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil, write it down, and then try and find the distraction technique that works for you so you can drift back off to sleep. So, yeah, that's, that's my simple top tip for this week. Um, and with that, I will sign off and say goodbye.
0: Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please contact us through our website, www.gettalkingpodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's all for now, and we hope you join us again for our next episode. Get talking.